Naomi Arion was kidnapped on March 12th in Fernley, Nevada. For 13 days, police searched for a suspect. 13 days after her disappearance, a suspect has now been arrested. Troy Driver is the Nevada construction supervisor accused in the kidnapping of Naomi Arion. In this episode, we share everything we have been able to find about Troy Driver. everybody and welcome to true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters this is katie weaver here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's it going good really good good loving the good weather loving the being oh, outside this is gorgeous the piggies are so happy oh i bet so happy yeah Except for they found a way to break into the greenhouse today. So now they're, like, really happy. Oh, no, yeah. Good thing nothing's planted yet, but yeah, that's not going to work out. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, life goes on. Uh, yeah. We are excited uh, to uh, let you know that we have finally released our first Patreon episode for the month. It's we've been promising it for a couple of weeks. We finally got our business together and got it out. It is a top secret episode. We can't even tell you what it's about. Mm-hmm. It is truly for patrons only because otherwise we would be opening ourselves up to uh, potential violence. So we yes. are sharing it only one way. So if you uh, are curious and you're a patron, go check it out. If you're not a patron, True Crime Paranormal on Patreon. But it's an interesting case that we will continue to track. There is one way and one way only you'll find anything out about it. Yep. And it will be on Patreon. <laughs> mm-hmm. and Sometimes it. as true crimers, we have to be a little careful that we don't get our own asses kicked. So uh, this is one of those times. We're lovers, not fighters. Yeah. Yeah. We're not much in the fighting, uh, <laughs> physical fighting department. No, we're, no, we're... bring it on. But yeah, this uh, probably not. Mm, no. But anyway. We may have piqued your interest, and if so, go check it out. In the meantime, this is our Tuesday edition, and we have plenty going on. So, Christy, I'm actually going to kick the mic straight over to you to kick us off with some WTF news. Yes. Well, WTF. This is so sad, and... There's been an, I don't even know what to call this. In Missouri, this happened just a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. A 12-year-old girl fatally shot her cousin, who was 14, and herself while on Instagram Live. Yeah. It was actually during a family party. Mm-hmm. Where, like, all the adults were off doing one thing and the kids were doing something else. The family is adamant that this was not a murder or a suicide, that it was a freak accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's pretty hard to go for when two people are shot. 
Uh, this happened about 2 a.m. on Friday, this past Friday. Police were called after hearing gunshots. Both children were deceased when they found them. Yeah. And they were um, alone in a bathroom. And it appears as though the girl shot the boy and then shot herself. It's... Um, Family still is, you know, saying that this they weren't arguing or fighting. This was just an accident. I don't know how, um, and I'm sure this is just them trying to face it. I, I don't I'm blame sure. them at all. It's a horrible tragedy. But it's very clearly not just an accident. Um, no. It may have, the, the original shooting of the of the cousin may have been an accident. But when the 12-year-old young girl shot herself, I don't think that was an accident. No, this is a really um, tough one. Also, yeah. of course, the question always begs to be asked. Whose gun was that? Yeah. Whose loaded gun was that the kids had access to? They're saying. Why does this keep happening? They're saying that the gun belonged to the 14-year-old boy, except that 14-year-old boys cannot own guns. So where no. did he get the gun and ammunition? Yeah. So I'm not using the He didn't buy any of that. No. Because I, you know, it's just um I don't I don't want to use their names, but it's really yeah. sad and it's just another reminder of how important it is that if you're going to have guns, they have to be locked up. Um ammunition has to be locked up, kept separate separately. I mean, how did these kids have a gun to be fooling around with in the first place? Well, honestly, it's yet another reminder that children should not have guns. I mean, come on. Definitely should not. And look, so we, we don't know. In a hunting area, we live where kids do have guns for hunting. Mm -hmm. And, but they should, if they, if kids have guns for, for hunting purposes or whatever, they should be locked up in a way that you can only access them if your parent helps you do so. Right. Just letting kids have free access to guns like this, when the hell are we going to learn? Right. Apparently never is the way things appear to be at the moment. But this is yeah. very sad for the family. It's sad for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but it is just a good reminder, again, yeah. to not allow your children to have access to guns. Kids, you know, kids don't necessarily understand the permanence of death until they yeah. get a little older or, you know, I don't know about you guys, but when I was 12 and 14, I was pretty much bulletproof as far as I thought of myself, you know, yeah, yeah, I think a yeah. lot of kids see themselves that way. And so it doesn't really cross their minds that they could actually die in these two right. did die. So uh, horrifying. You know, it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to kick it over to you for the main case. Okay. All right. Well, in a missing person spotlight last week, we brought you the case of Naomi Arion. Yeah. Naomi was kidnapped from a Walmart parking lot on the 12th of March, about five o'clock in the morning. She would go to that parking lot and wait for a shuttle bus from her job. She worked for Panasonic to come and get her and take her to work. 
And this started out like a regular, normal morning. She stopped at a gas station and bought an energy drink and then pulled into the parking lot and sat in her car for a time. She was early uh, Mm -hmm. and her family uh, confirmed that she typically was early for things like to be early. And she was early and she was waiting. And the CCTV shows us that at some point a man approached her car. This man, by the way, There's footage of him pacing that parking lot, really staking out that parking lot before she ever gets there. Yeah. And then approaching her car on the driver's side, opening the door and doing something. I'm going to assume he had a weapon, but we don't know for sure exactly how this happened because Mm -hmm. we only know what we saw in the footage. uh, Forcing her into the passenger seat, getting in her car and driving away. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, her car was found in uh, Keller Williams uh, Paint Factory's parking lot and had been abandoned there. The police said there were uh, signs of a crime inside of the car. That's all they said so far about that. Kind of implying blood, I think. Mm -hmm. Pretty much off the bat, uh, you know, when they discovered that she was missing and they started working on it, they were looking for a certain pickup. Uh, Crew cab, uh, newer truck, they had pictures of it. I'm going to share it with you guys, too. And that's actually how they made an arrest was from the truck. So... The pictures of this truck were circulating as they they pick up that they were potentially looking for. Mm-hmm. And a neighbor noticed that their neighbor, I should say a citizen noticed that their neighbor had a truck that looked just like that, that he drove every day. And about the same day that that picture started circulating, He pulled it into the garage and closed the door and started driving a work truck. And they thought that that was weird. Definitely weird. And so they called the police. And it wasn't uh, too much longer. It was a while. We're going to learn more as uh, this starts getting into court. But uh, they did finally then make an arrest. So they arrested this guy, Troy Driver. Now, he looks to me like he's been in a fight with Mike Tyson. Right? Missing the whole top oh, of one his year. Hair. Yep. Well, I'm going to assume he lost it in prison. Probably. Because he's done some time. So, on Friday, they arrested him 13 days after Naomi went missing. They still don't have a clue where Naomi is. No. There's still major manhunts and searches going on for Naomi. Now, this happened in Fernley, Nevada, which is outside of Reno. There is vast desert area out there, and that's hugely concerning. Oh, it is. It is. It's one of those that there's, you know, thousands of acres of just nothing. Mm-hmm. Her body could yeah. be anywhere at this point. The police have had several press conferences and released several uh, documents. They've done really well at uh, keeping the public informed. And the public, the people in that area are on it. Yeah, But they said something that, 
is a bit of a tell, I think. Initially, they said that the last time Naomi's phone pinged was in that parking lot the morning that she disappeared. But later they said that they were they had tracked some another location due to a phone ping. Which really made me wonder whose phone were they pinging? Because they had already said that her phone never pinged again when she, after she left that parking lot. So how long did they track Troy before they arrested him? Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it was a minute. I'm thinking mm -hmm. that they were probably watching him to see if, uh, you know, he did he something did suspicious, led her. them to Naomi. Yeah. Yeah. But eventually they did go ahead and arrest him and take him into custody. Naomi's mother said this morning in a press release that he is not talking, that he has not said a single thing. Uh, they don't know. They do not know. Now, and of course, to be very clear, Troy Driver has been accused of, he has been charged with kidnapping. That's the charge. Uh, he's only been charged. Right. You know, he's only Innocent been charged. until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to share a few things about Troy that we know. Also, he mm -hmm. will be in court tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, for a bail hearing. And that will be interesting because a lot of times at bail hearings, the prosecution has to start with a little, little bit. bit of information. Yeah, enough to make the judge decide to keep him where he is. And his right. past... Uh, Criminal record might do that for them, but mm -hmm. I, these little hearings uh, are usually pretty quick and not super substantial, but sometimes they drop some pretty amazing breadcrumbs. So I'm very mm -hmm. interested to see what happens. Uh, but before we talk about Troy, I just want to talk a little bit more about Naomi. Uh, Naomi was born on July 25th, 2003. Her hair is currently dyed black, but it's naturally brown. Her eyes are green. She's 5'11", so she's quite tall. Mm -hmm. uh, weighs around 230. She's female. She's white. She has a septum piercing and a smiley face tattoo on her right ankle. And she was last seen wearing a blue Panasonic company t-shirt, a gray cardigan sweater, gray pants, and brown boots. Her iPhone was an iPhone 10 or 11, they think, and it is yet to be found. But it's mm -hmm. not pinging. So it's been turned off yeah. for a while. So those are a few things to note about Naomi. She's only 18 years old. Yeah. Mm. So let's talk about Troy. So Troy has done time for being uh, an accessory to murder. He helped with a murder of a meth dealer in California named mm -hmm. Paul Rodriguez. This happened in 1998, I believe, or 1997. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, he and another kid uh, witnessed Paul Rodriguez being shot to death uh, in his family home by his 18-year-old girlfriend, and then Troy and another guy stuffed him in the trunk of a car and dumped it off of a highway. Oh, wow. So uh, we know that, you know, he's got a pretty violent past. We also know that he did some time in prison over that. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I believe that was actually in 1997. So he was sentenced to 15 years for those crimes. So this we know. We also know that there were surveillance videos, as I already mentioned, of Naomi both at the uh, convenience store where she was picking up a drink as well as the suspect walking around the parking lot. And they are kind of interesting. I, we shared these last week too, but I think they're interesting to see. Oh, it's scary to think that he was waiting for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's what her family believes that this had to have been a planned event. Mm-hmm. That he. Yeah. Had picked her in some way. Mm-hmm. One thing we don't know is if she knew him. Right. That's, that's one question I have. Is now he's in his early forties. Mm-hmm. That's the surveillance video that they have of somebody wandering around there right before she was kidnapped, mm -hmm. um, stalking her, you know, as, as yeah. they say. So, of course, we know that these are surveillance videos that came out. And then something really kind of terrible happened. On Friday, after he was arrested, an account started sharing these videos of somebody being loaded into an ambulance yes. saying breaking Naomi Arion found in an abandoned home in Reno, Nevada, Nevada yeah. being brought to the hospital. And it wasn't true. No. And it shook everybody up. People didn't know what to believe. The Lyon County Sheriff's office finally shared those on, on Facebook and said, these are, this is a lie. This isn't true. Mm -hmm. And but several of the words were spelled wrong. Nevada was spelled wrong. Ambulance was spelled wrong. Really makes you wonder, like, who the hell has this account? But at yeah. any rate, she Some has kind not of clickbait from outside the U.S. Maybe mm -hmm. that's that what a thing to do to her family. God. Yeah, what a thing to do to her family. So that was absolutely terrible. So here's what we know about Driver. He has been working in construction and for a mining company as a safety coordinator. We know that at some point he lived in Elko, Nevada, but that he lives somewhere in the Fernley, Nevada area right now. Uh, we know that the truck has been impounded. The video I showed of you was, or the picture I showed was of the truck uh, being carted away from the home mm -hmm. and that it's currently being processed. So we know this. We know, of course, uh, you know, that a neighbor called in a tip on the, uh, the pickup. Mm -hmm. We know that there was uh, violence, suspicion of violence uh, from her car, according mm -hmm. to her family. Naomi graduated from high school in South Africa. She's lived all over the world. Her yeah. father, I believe, is uh, an employee of the American Embassy in South Africa mm -hmm. and has seven siblings. And they have I think mostly all of them and, and her parents have flown to Nevada to search for her and to be a part of this. They've done quite a few press conferences, TikToks, TikTok lives, Twitter. They've been all over social media and, of course, leading the charge to search for Naomi, Naomi uh, you know, out on the desert and things. Yeah. But it is a it is a terrifying uh, prospect here about what uh, where Naomi could be and. It's yeah. getting to be really scary because uh, 
if he had her ditched somewhere. Mm-hmm. And now he has been incarcerated since Friday. Where's yeah. Naomi? Yeah. Where's Naomi? If she were alive somewhere, I mean, yeah. I think that's pretty unlikely, honestly. I don't think they would have arrested him if they thought he was tending to her somewhere. Yeah. Because yeah, that, which is mm-hmm. why they followed her for a while. Followed him for a while. I'm sure they were trying to decide: is this? Mm-hmm. You know, well, this is a pretty small town sheriff's office that's handling a very big case, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're doing a really good job they of are. trying to, uh, you know, keep the public abreast using good technology to be able to, you know, answer their questions. And I just am really holding the space that they will find Naomi. The FBI just today released a new poster as well as a $10,000 reward for any information that leads to finding Naomi. So they're just asking everybody, please look at her picture, you know, and if Troy Driver is the perp and he was still at his house and in the area, you got to think that she is too, mm-hmm. that she couldn't be too far. Right. Right. Well, but he had a 13-day lead, you know? A 13-day lead, yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, if this person looks familiar to you at all, either of them, uh, the FBI Vegas uh, office, as well as the Fernley Sheriff's office, are asking anybody who has seen him in the last 13 days to please mm-hmm. call them so that they can put together a better timeline of where he's been yeah. and what he's been Keep doing. Too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think this guy is fairly hard to miss with that. That ear. Yeah. That's pretty distinctive. I think mm-hmm. if you've seen this guy, you would remember. I think so, too. Yeah. So, but if you have seen him or obviously if you've seen Naomi, to please reach out. Uh, there have been a few uh, reports of sightings that ended up falling flat. Which, you know, how many times do people think they saw Brian Laundry? You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. people think they see things, and that's okay. It's okay to call in and turn in a tip uh, that turns out to be wrong. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Much better to do that if you think that you saw something than keep it under your hat. Right. So that's where things stand with Naomi Arion. We will definitely keep an eye on that press or that uh, the bail hearing tomorrow and see if there's any in- interesting info that comes from that. Uh, yeah, and see where it goes from there. I, I am predicting no bail or a high enough bail that he's not going anywhere. I can't imagine yeah. they're going to let him out at this point. I but mean, it depends on what kind of evidence they have to hold him, too. Yes, so it's true. We'll find out. Well, Christy, I'm going to turn the mic back over to you for a little more WTF crime. Because we haven't had enough of that tonight. Right. Well, WTF. Do you all remember Susan Smith? Does this name ring a bell? Hmm. She's been in prison a long time. Susan Smith, who is now 50, is coming up, is eligible for, for parole in late 2024, which is hard to believe. So if you don't know who she is, On October 25th of 1994, she was 23. She reported that she had been 
carjacked by a black man. This is part of white women. Stop fucking doing this shit. <laughs> um, who had taken off with her two little boys in her car. Yep. So for nine days, nine freaking days, and I remember this very well. I was a senior in high school when this was all going on. Mm-hmm. Um, she, for nine days, they're looking for the kids. She's making these pleas on national television. It's just gross. Mm-hmm. Um, her story finally starts to unravel, and she admits that she, in fact, allowed her car to roll into a lake with her little boys, three and 14 months strapped into their car seats. Yep. She killed her children. Yep. So she's in prison in South Carolina. She's now 50 years old. Mm -hmm. And in just a couple of years, she is eligible for parole. Unbelievable. She says her motive at the time when she killed her kids was that she was dating a man who didn't want children. Mm-hmm. And that was apparently more important than, excuse me, her little kids. Yeah. So she was convicted of two counts of murder, and her sentence is a life sentence. But, you know, obviously she has some eligibility for parole coming up in 2024. And um, people Which are very so disgusting to me by this. Yeah. yeah. So she has a long distance boyfriend because, of course, she does. Of what course, the, of course. I mean, for real. And she's hoping to be freed in 2024 and just start over and build a new life with her boyfriend. You know, without her little boys that she killed. Well, they were such the inconvenience. And now she can be free of the whole ordeal. Yeah. Ugh. I hope not. So I gross. Not. Right? She's been in quite a bit of trouble while in prison. Um, what? Drug use. Yeah. The rules drug do use, apply to her? Mutilation. Yeah. And sexual contact with a guard. Oh, for God's sake. Of course. We have another case of the golden vagina here, don't we? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Mm-hmm. Um, in a letter she wrote recently to a newspaper, she said, I am not the monster society thinks I am. I am far from it. Something went very wrong that night. I was not myself. I was a good mother and I loved my boys. There was no motive as it was not even a planned event. I was not in my right mind. You know... The problem that I have with that was the story about the non-existent black man who Mm -hmm. uh, carjacked your car, Susan Smith, because if you were really not in your right mind, you would not have then tried to conceal your crime. Exactly. Yep. That falls completely flat for me with that kind of an argument. It, It does me as well. I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're really just out of your head, then you don't try to cover up your crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Apparently, she's been trying really hard to be a good girl in prison so that she can be paroled in November of 2024. Well, she's got that new life to make with her new boyfriend. Come on, man. Right. And okay. Um, boyfriend has two kids, which oh, I would not want to allow her within 200 yards of any children 
of any age. Usually it's women that we see with these yeah. idiot murderers in prison that they are married to or engaged to or whatever. Yeah. What the hell is this guy's problem? Come right. on. Apparently he saw a documentary about her and then oh. started writing to her. The long distance romance blossomed from there. Oh. Um, you know, obviously there are family members involved in this that are like, they don't want her to get out. They would like her happily ever after to be in jail. Yeah. So it's kind of a crazy thought to think that she has been incarcerated long enough at this point that she will be. And it doesn't mean she will be paroled. She doesn't. She has the opportunity to apply for parole, but we don't know, you know, what the parole board is going to do with this. But it does make you a little sick, doesn't it? To think that she could just get out and start over. Mm-hmm. In her 50s? Yeah. She still has a lot of life left. Mm-hmm. Not that her children do. Yeah. So. Ugh. Anyway, I thought that was some WTF news. <laughs> Definitely. Without a doubt. Well, there you have it. That is our Tuesday episode. We're going to be back tomorrow for one more episode this week. Mm-hmm. As well as case updates Wednesday night. And they are piling up. And, of course, uh, the Psychic Hour on Thursday night. Yes. So we still have so much more to come this week. So hang out with us. Like, share, comment. You know the routine. Patrons, keep an eye on Patreon. Two episodes dropping this week. Thanks for Mm -hmm. being here, guys, and have a good day. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 